cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 well That sounds like a party just about to happen Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program and you guys Podcast <laughs> and video extravaganza Known internationally Hi, as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin' Woo. We're on show number 331 And by the way I totally mislabeled the show notes last week. Last week was our 300th show, which is kind of a landmark, and we didn't even like make a big deal out of it. And and we make a big deal out of far L- less last important week was 330, things. 330, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, 330. Yes, and this is 331. Right. We're going for 333. Is going to be ridiculous. that's going to be the big one. So we got we got all of that to look forward to. We're reinviting everyone who's ever been a guest on the show. So we should have a reasonably that includes large you, Bruce, number of and, yes. and and you, Brian. Yep, yep, absolutely. We are inviting you, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Now, because of syndication, Alan Denny, who is our guest today, along with Roberto. Now, I have your name down from the last time you were on as Roberto Rivas Villar. Yeah. Is that right? Roberto Rivas. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ian just said Roberto. So uh, I, I had to go. I just call him Bert. Yeah, Bert. Little right. Rob. It's uh, when he's but, uh, uh, but we're we're excited about the anniversary show. Alan was asking me uh, before we went on, how are we going to do the anniversary show in the structure of the of the show being on syndication now? And, uh, intoxicated. And, <laughs> yeah, and my answer was, we'll do it the same as we always do, but then there will be a very long bonus segment at the end that you'll have to be that uh, will be posted on on YouTube and you yeah, can put yeah. it on the background yeah, exactly. if you want to create the mood and right. have a sexy we, night at home or whatever. Exactly, it works. <laughs> it works great for that. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good music. So lower the lighting a little bit. Put us on in the background. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, at, at a certain point, I'll try to say something like uh, uh, wild turkey, you know, in, in my best Barry White <laughs> impression nice. that I can try to, one, try to do. Oh, one. Have, yeah. you, have you seen uh, Burt Kreischer, the comedian? The Machine? No, no. I haven't. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I'm taking my shirt off as soon as we go live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should be fun. Today's show should be fun, too. Uh, and one of the reasons we have such esteemed guests on the program today is that we're doing a bourbon Blind taste test. Straight Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, buddy. Every one of them. But there is, as almost always, a catch. There's a catch. (laughs) There, what we're doing today is we're going to be tasting twelve different bourbons, all of which could be considered bottom shelf. (laughs) Yes. So So this is a bottom shelf bourbon blind taste. So when I went shopping, my criteria was it must say Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. I didn't get any of the the uh, uh, eighty. 80% 80% right. neutral grain spirits sure, with sure, flavor sure. added. Right. None yeah. of that stuff. Right. It had to say Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and it couldn't exceed $15. That's so, a hard threshold yeah. to so hit. Did you, but did you have any trouble finding? Not really. Yeah. Actually, I had to put a couple back because some other ones looked interesting. And oddly <laughs> enough, one of them, Jim Beam, um, uh, in the plastic bottle was sub fifteen dollars. <laughs> but if you went a glass, glass bottle, bottle <laughs> it was like sixteen dollars or something. So it, it made it by uh, by you. Yeah, going you plastic. save a That's few good. bucks in a plastic bottle, and then on top of that, when you drop it, because you're going to drop it because you're drinking Jim Beam. Um, it doesn't break. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. So we'll be doing that on today's program. We'll also be uh, doing lots of other interesting things. But that'll be, whenever we do one of these blind taste tests, it essentially takes over the show. So we don't get to do a lot of other stuff. We will, however, do drinking news. Because that's a that's a stalwart now that's, that's of the program. That's a thing we can't go without. Yeah, absolutely. And today's uh, drinking news teaser headline. What exactly is in a name. 
So we'll look forward to that. Uh, we'll be doing lots of uh, lots of tastings. We are tasting some uh, some interesting beers from Lakewood Brewing Company in uh, Garland, oh, Texas. Is it a temptress? Because they make they oh, do. But in this case, we're going to be tempted by their muy importante margarita lager. And in case you're not proficient in Spanish, that stands for much importante. Nice. So, uh, so just you know, clear that up for you. Much help. Um, from a little brewery in Milton, Delaware, called Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, <laughs> yeah, we'll like be tasting beer. their Mandarin and Mango Crush, oh, which is that a, sounds amazing. a short-term, uh, uh, limited, <clears throat> limited release for summer. Uh, and then from uh, uh, right here in Houston, Texas, from Eleven Below. Brewing, they we, make great beers. We have their 2023 Big Mistake Imperial Stout. Oh, I love that. Nice. One. We uh, we had the 2021 on yeah. uh, several months ago. Uh, we had had a can of that that we were able to mm. to get in here. And I actually thought this was the 2022. And I looked at it right before the show. I was like, oh, this is the 2023. This is brand new. So mm. uh, so nice. rockets. I think I have a 2021 the fridge. Oh, yeah. nice. And we also have a mystery beverage, which I've taken the liberty of pouring. And uh, maybe you guys can pass those Thank around. You, dark. Uh, yes, a dark mystery beverage, which I, I, th- I thought would be kind of interesting mm-hmm. for, this, uh, for this particular week. So mm. um, this is where we'll taste it and talk about it before I tell Channel. you what it is. Our last mystery beverage was a vodka, uh, a, a vodka cocktail peach can drink, it's, which we weren't all that impressed <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, we weren't all yeah. Ready? Um, so. uh, oh, we also had the mystery beverage that was the Carbuck non-alcoholic, which just tasted like hop water. Yeah, yeah. It was not bad, but... No, it was terrible. Mm, yeah, yeah. It you think bad. it was not bad. It wasn't I just, bad. Ugh. It wasn't bad. Mm. This smells like sweet. It was a hell of a lot better than a St. Pauli girl. Sweet, yeah, vanilla caramel. Yep. But... Mm. Once you get it in doesn't there. have a huge nose on no. it though. Uh, no, because the body is not there either. Mm-hmm. Talk amongst yourselves. So I'm going to go get the uh, bottle so I can. Oh, you left the bottle out there. Gotcha. Yes. Um, wow, it's a, thin. an incredibly thin mouthfeel. Yeah. yeah, not viscous at all. There's not there's a lot a, there's on. not a lot of body to it, like you said. And so. and I feel like everything dies out. Like at the moment quickly. it touches, yeah, quickly. Th- I'm just glad it's not Malort. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Gentlemen, you are drinking a Yangling Black, Black and Tan. tan. So, uh, so it's not, it's not a bad flavor. It's a very thin mouthfeel. Yeah. yeah, definitely not a bad flavor at all. Um, but. I've actually had this before and enjoyed it. Uh, I for the for I didn't realize it was as dark as this because mm-hmm. it's in a dark bottle. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever had it out of a glass. So it was kind of misleading by the no, sight. We had it at my house when we did crawfish, yeah, and I we drank quite a few of them. But they were ice cold straight out of the Super fridge. Super ice cold, yeah. And uh, your fridge, if you were to bump it up by like. Uh, 13 parts of a degrees, it would actually just be freezing. (laughs) (laughs) My beer fridge, I keep it nice and cold, too, but I always have trouble with... It's got this little tiny freezer in the top, and it always oh, yeah. like ices up. You got to de-ice that every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, I hate doing that. Yeah, so my small for it, the little black one that's out back for all of my craft, which is mostly stouts and porters, right. it's not all the way down. It's up so that it, I try and keep it around 47, 48. Right, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's so uh, it, it's drinkable. Yes. Yeah, it is. This I, is, I this like is it. Kind of a crushable dark. It looks scarier than it is. You would mm-hmm. think it's a pretty, stout or something from the yeah. or a porter, and then mm-hmm. that's what I was judging it with my eyes earlier. Yeah, I, I find the concept of an because when I think of a black and tan, I think one that you order at a bar where yeah. it's half yeah. and yeah. then half sits exactly. on top of it. But this is a black and tan Who all mixed that? together. Who made that uh, Mississippi mud one that was out for a lot of years? It used to come in kind of an interesting, look like a clay jug. 
My dad loved oh, that one. Uh, it was not at like a cockadrill or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't remember. It came in like the old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it looked like an old. Uh, Juke jug that you would yeah. uh, blow into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't turn it down if someone uh, someone offered me that. That's drinkable. Drinkable. Yeah. yeah. So crushable. Okay. Well, I I really wanted to. A lot of times it seems like when I do a mystery beverage, Ian, I'm I'm, it's almost like I'm trying to trick you. You know, like uh, like get you with something that may not be all that good. So or I I actually don't worry about it that much because yeah. like you won't go out and buy Malort. Right. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> like you just won't do it. Ian's mystery beverage was Malort, and then his mystery beverage again was Malort. Oh, so you, <laughs> and don't forget about the third time when I brought barrel aged Malort. Yeah. <laughs> also on on the label it says Bam. Bam. Barrel aged Malort. Malort. Yep. yep <laughs> you know you know that that old uh, that old saying still holds true though. Malort me once, shame on you. <laughs> Malort me twice. <laughs> Who was it? George W. Bush that said, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me, won't get fooled again. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the the famous quotes there. So, Uh, All right. So uh, we got a lot to get to on today's program. I think the first thing we should probably uh, do is uh, I should ask Ian if you've had an opportunity to smoke anything interesting. I did. I actually met up with some friends today over at uh, Casa, (coughs) friends being the gentleman sitting here. (laughs) I selected a cigar. Um, uh, for my um, for my review, but I didn't smoke that one because I was up there paying for it. And Steve goes, "Hey, have you tried the new Avo Seasons?" Oh. I said, "No." Tell me about it. And he goes, "Well, it's interesting. I really liked it." He goes, "There's flavors in there that I didn't really expect nor know how to uh, describe." I said, "Okay, well, lay it on me." Uh, and of course, it's eighteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. Got you again. They're, they're good over there. They're good. <laughs> At the casa. Um, so, so I grabbed it. Uh, uh, this is the Avo Season Spring 2023. The size, the shape is a, a diadema. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is basically a large figurato. Uh, six, uh, six and five-eighths by a 50, to be precise. Uh, it's, uh, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, uh, Dominican binder, Dominican filler. Um, it's a gorgeous cigar. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, gorgeous tan Corojo <clears throat> wrapper with white and silver Avo band. Super classy looking. A secondary spring season band on there. Wrapper is veiny and feels like oiled leather. Uh, firm feel overall. The pre-light sniff on this. Fresh earth, leather, floral, and salt air. Uh, the pre-light draw on this. Uh, you know that, you know that salt air like when you're mm-hmm. going down to Galveston. That, there's yes. that, that smell. It's just that mm-hmm. sea smell. Um, the pre-light draw on this, I used a clip. It had a very tight draw, but it is a tapered foot, so I kind of expected that. Sweet earth and leather campfire uh, and some gentle fruit notes on the uh, nose. The initial light, earth and floral bomb, backed by a little bit of white pepper and sea salt. Retrohale is sweet cedar and white pepper. First third on the cigar, sweet cedar and dandelion. Like, I, So here's a funny thing. You might go, how do you know what dandelion tastes like? Well, because my sister sent me some dandelion jelly. Oh. <laughs> okay, and well, so that'll, that'll it's, it's it. got a very particular flavor. They That's do weird kind of what I things this. with jelly. So sweet you know? cedar yeah. and dandelion, earth and leather, fresh cut hay and sweet coffee, gentle sea salt aftertaste. Uh, the aftertaste was really, really interesting on this. I really enjoyed it. The retrohale is sweet cedar and floral with a kiss of white pepper, solid ash, good burn. The second third of the cigar enter uh, a creamy quality and more floral notes, woody and earthy, massive sweet smoke with each puff. Uh, retrohale is sweet cedar and white pepper. Solid ash, perfect burn. The last third of the cigar, loads of sweet cedar and dandelion, if you haven't got that yet. 
Uh, slightly bitter coffee and sea salt happening. A little toast flavor kind of comes in here um, in a very, very uh, wonderful way. Um, tangy leather and fresh cut hay. Uh, retro hail is sweet cedar and coffee with white pepper. Solid ash, good burn. $18 for this thing. It burned for a solid hour, and I was puffing on it like a madman. <laughs> um, it was delicious. It was fantastic the whole way through. It gets a solid five. It's worth every bit of the eighteen. So for eighteen dollars, that's that's kind of a big deal. It's good, like uh, it's good, like uh, Placencia Amaforte is good. It's that mm-hmm. kind of good. It's uh, worth every bit of its flavor. Now it's a very different cigar from that, so don't yeah, don't yeah. get that wrong. But and if you if you want a really prime. Uh, 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 like special occasion cigar, but you're not a cigar smoker that likes a big heavy cigar. Mm-hmm. This is great. It comes in at a solid, just barely into medium, and and the pepper notes are all really nice and friendly. It's a beautiful cigar. So, Love it. So I'll tell you about my cigar uh, coming up in the next segment. But I wanted to ask you, Alan, as somebody who has worked both for a cigar company and has worked managing uh, a cigar a retail outlet, what is in your mind the sort of cut off to where most customers won't spend more than X dollars on a single cigar. $11.99. No kidding. You you really already knew that answer, didn't you? Didn't you? It's not even a... That, that's it. We tried, unless it's ultra... I don't want to say ultra premium, but yeah. premium like that. Right. Few and far between in the humidor. Yeah, for sure. And few and far between in my humidor as well. <laughs> right, uh, right. We're going to take a, a quick break and we will be right back. I'll tell you about my cigar for this week. And then we'll be getting underway with our bottom shelf bourbon blind taste test. <laughs> and we, by blind, we mean that's what we're going to likely be by the <laughs> end of the show. So we'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and Toastin'. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And Twix bars. Smoking and Toastin' is heard every week on great radio stations around the world, like News Talk 1560, Abilene, Texas. I love that. Yeah, so uh, you may remember this, Ian. We were talking about this last week. Uh, that uh, they'd reached out, I, and we were on other radio stations. I just that's the only one I've been told about. Right. Uh, and the reason I know about this one is because the uh, station manager there actually reached out to me uh, first through uh, Smoking and Toasting, and I connected him up with the uh, syndication company. And my understanding is now we're on. But he was the one who told us that his competitor across the street had a cigar show on, but he thought it was a little too refined. <laughs> and that was his words. And I told him he had absolutely nothing to worry about with smoking <laughs> pretentious. Do yeah. we know who that is? I just want to listen to him. I uh, want to see what they got going on. You know on. what? We, we should, I don't, but we should definitely find out. We should, we should find out. Should uh, I, I like to think, though, that because we don't it? know what other markets we're on, there's like whole cities that have like pickets out in front about boycotting yeah. our show yeah, yeah. in front of radio stations <laughs> that we don't know about. If, if you're... Uh, uh, if your show is too refined, does that mean you smoke your cigar with a pinky in the air? Like this? <laughs> when in doubt, pinky out. We, we drink our beer with a pinky out. <laughs> Absolutely right. Speaking of smoking a cigar, pinky out or not, uh, I had one an interesting one this week. I smoked the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Sun Grown oh, nice. Robusto. Uh, nice. Now, I get confused easily. That's a true general statement. But more specifically, I get confused by the way many cigar makers choose to name and date their cigars. You know, Rocky Patel makes great cigars, 
But I can never remember whether the date that's in the name of some of them is the year they were made, or the year the tobacco was planted, or if it's been a decade, or 55 well, years. They it's have all a it's 90, all they have a 92, they yeah. have a 99, right, right. they have like a 55. They have exactly. <laughs> so for today's show, I'm confused about a Perdomo Reserve 10th anniversary sun-grown Robusto, which was apparently, and I'm not making this up, released to celebrate 20 years of the reserve line being on the market. So if you can figure that math out, please help me. That's new math. Let me know. Guess, so. guess what their 20 was made to represent? What? 10 years in the industry. Oh, well, there you go. See? <laughs> you know, they. I was told when we started the show there would be no math. So I'm already <laughs> I was, I'm already more confused than I, than I should be. Anyway, the cigars of Nicaraguan Puro, uh, using a sun-grown wrapper leaf that was aged for 10 months. There's another time statement. Uh, in bourbon barrels and all Nicaraguan binder and filler tobacco. It's dark brown in color, nicely rolled with a slight box press shape, and a uh, colorful, shiny red, black, and gold band that's kind of iridescent. Uh, that covers yeah. about half the cigar. Uh, the pre-light sniff gave me rich fermented tobacco notes, some earth, and a touch of applewood, which I only know what that smells like because I've, you live in Texas and and because I've used it grilling before. Mm -hmm. You know, it has a, a certain very specific uh, vibe to it. Anyway, so far so good. I used a torch uh, to light it up. I was expecting. The Nicaraguan Pepper Blast, because it's a Puro, after all. But instead, I got toast, earth, and wood notes in the first third of the cigar. I also had it pegged to be medium to full, but it was more like on the mild side of medium, at least at first. Earth and wood continued to dominate the second third, although a little bit of pepper did start to creep in, and a note of baking spice as well. By the final third, the pepper moved to the forefront, and the reserved 10th anniversary sun-grown settled into a medium-bodied uh, lane. Subtle hits of baking spice and a light sweetness balanced out the pepper to keep it from becoming a pepper bomb. Uh, the burn was good throughout. No relights or touch-ups needed, and I got the sense that the ash would have held on for quite a while if I'd let it. I'm I'm very wary of doing that, as you know. <laughs> um, overall, I really enjoyed the uh, Perdomo Reserve 10, 10th Anniversary Sun Grown. It didn't become my new favorite cigar, uh, but it didn't disappoint me either. Makes it a little bit tough to rate, but in the end, at 9 to $10 per stick, I feel like it delivered well enough to merit a 5 on the price-to-quality uh, index scale. Perdomo's always so, pretty solid, man. And for mm -hmm. those of you who are maybe hearing the first show for the first time, like in Abilene, uh, our price to quality is a 1 to 10 scale, but a 5 means you feel like you got what you paid for. Yes. And so if it's above 5, you feel like, wow, this this would I wouldn't have been disappointed even if it had cost more. And if it's below 5, it could still be very good, but maybe just wasn't quite worth the price tag. So that's the way that's the way that that's sounds, and that's why that's why when I reviewed the eighteen dollars cigar and it gets a five, that's a great rating for an eighteen dollars cigar. I it mean, absolutely is. When you're getting that's a rave. what you paid for in an eighteen dollars cigar, that's that's a great cigar. Right. You guys ready to taste some bourbons? Hoo Hell yeah! Uh, are we? So we're gonna do that uh, starting in our next segment. Uh, the bottom shelf bourbon blind taste test is on <laughs> on smoking and toasting number three thirty one. We'll be right back. Ooh, here we go. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Heard uh, all over the world, and uh, we appreciate you being a part of the audience. We're going to drink the bottom shelf bourbon for you and uh, tell you what to expect. And, and you know, we're, some of this might be a pleasant surprise. I hope surprise. you appreciate it. We're going to taste all these so you don't <laughs> have to. Yes, that's right. Uh, which reminds me, the last time we did something rather like this, was when uh, during the early part of the pandemic, when we were trying to do the show over Skype. 
Skype, which turned out to not be a great thing because internet connections it's are just difficult. Yeah, yes. it can be difficult. But uh, I remember one week we did um, uh, cigar malt uh, whiskey. Oh, so and good. and I so went and good. bought a bottle Bomber. of cigar malt. You did. And I poured half of it into a, a, a Sprite bottle, I think, for uh, Ian. You did. And left it for him so he could pick it up. And then Ian provided the drinks for the next week's show. I did. Which was the malt liquor blind taste test. <laughs> I want to point something out. Yeah. Like, when you provided the drinks, you went out and bought one bottle. Yeah. And gave me a portion of it. Yes. I went out and bought you multiple bottles. This is I, this is a good point. I, I, I and I was going to make it actually a gift basket. That would have yeah. been amazing because the the real result though of that show is I I uh, wound up with a condition that I'd never had before. It was and it's a condition. I don't know if there's a name for it, but it is the fear of burping. <laughs> because that was nasty, nasty. So I, I think today's going to be much better. But we'll get to that. I mean, in, in come a on, is it is it worse than Greek food burps? I don't know. I mean, like I love malt, Greek food, malt liquor burps. Greek food burps. Malt burps liquor burps are, are about as bad as it gets. I think. <laughs> Maybe malort burps. I don't know. Oh, Fortunately, oh I didn't drink enough malort uh, to to be able to burp it. So that's good. I but think who knows? Have you to could. Do that. You could. All right. So our guests, Alan Denny and Roberto Rivas Villar, we have our first uh, whiskey in hand. And uh, thanks, by the way, to um, to Terry, our engineer, who's doing double duty by uh, pouring. So we don't know what this is, but it's the first of twelve bottom shelf whiskeys. What do you it's got? A, it's, it smells like whiskey. There's, it does mm-hmm. smell like whiskey. In yeah, fact, it smells like it smells like a dive bar whiskey. You know what I mean? Smells like young. Smells like the drink mat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it actually doesn't smell that bad. It does smell like you said a little young, a little green. I mean, to me. just by by looking at it, I can tell it's a young bourbon. I tell you what, though, it's not bad. No, it's hot. Yeah, it's got a little got a little uh, kick to it. Uh, mm. I get a little bit of that cinnamon and yep. a little bit of the cinnamon. The uh, what do you call it? The uh, just the uh, malt from the mash. Yeah, you can get a little bit of that in there. There's, um, a, there's an aftertaste though that's not very good. Pleasant. Yes, you know? I agree. It's, it's a very kind of like I just went to the dentist kind of aftertaste. The finish is not bad. But then what follows is not great. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. there's that. All right. So, um, so so guys, make notes because you're going to have to, we're going to do four of these and you'll have to uh, to rank them uh, one through four based on, so I kind of do like little arrows, like sideways or down or up, depending on how much I like it. And then, uh, Terry, let's do number two. This will be uh, bourbon, bottom shelf bourbon, number two. And Ian uh, told us that... When you went out and, and shopped for these, nothing is over $15 for the bottle, nothing, correct? Not a single one. All right. Very good. So here comes, that was A, this is B. No, um, I'm not getting much on the I, nose I, on I this one you, like, no. Okay, this may scare you, but I smell soap. Oh. It almost has a soapy smell to it. You know, it reminds me of that time that I brought that stout in and it had gone kind of bad. And you said the word soy sauce, and then... All I could That's smell or could taste, taste was soy sauce, sauce after that. So now I'm probably only going to taste soap. I don't taste soap. It tastes, this is enjoyable. A little bit of burn, but I like it. It's, um. I agree. It's not bad. Mm-mm. It's not bad at all. Mm-mm. And I kind of have a, 
This tastes familiar. This is the uh, the aftertaste on this is a very whiskey like aftertaste. Yeah. It's not, know, there's nothing off putting about the flavor. And you don't really get the soap. There's a in charcoal the bitter uh, <clears throat> happening <throat> overall, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting. You know how you always pick up something. You pick up vanilla or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just tasting this tastes, whiskey. This right. yeah. It's like straight whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, a little bit, it is a little bit hotter. In, in terms, I know this is not 80 proof. It's kind of like mm, they passed mm, it over mm. the barrel. No, I would put this at 90, even maybe close yeah, to 100. Yeah, probably. And it, it kind of reminds me of the Heaven Hill mash bills. Mm, interesting. Uh, interesting. All right. Let's go to uh, C. That was B. And here comes C. And I noticed that none of us is being shy about leaving some in the cup. Oh, no, I'm doing my Infinity Cup just like Ian is doing. Yeah, we got the Infinity Cup going on over here. Yeah, very good. So I'm doing an Infinity uh-huh. Cup down here and stuff I want to revisit mm-hmm. up here so that it doesn't get to Oh, look at you being all smart and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know. All right, this is Whiskey C. I don't get any nose. I don't get no nose at all. Even less than B. It just smells like my beard. <laughs> Which smells like bad dreams and tears. <laughs> There's a tear in my beer. Oh, uh, okay. Um, this extremely has straightforward. Almost no flavor to it as this well. Is thin. It's this thin and watery. Yeah. It's very yeah. thin and watery. It's it's inoffensive, but it doesn't do much. But it doesn't it taste doesn't bad at all. Right. No, it's, it's but not there's nothing bad, about it that's but bad. There's right. nothing I just, to this. As that we drink kind of like higher proof stuff. This right. is, I, I mean, yeah. This this kind of feels like you, uh, uh, like you watered it down a bit. Yeah. This is, however, drinkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very drinkable. You know, here's the problem with this. It's so drinkable. This could mess you up quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm. I mean, I'm. But you know what? I'm um, flavor profile. I think that's my favorite so far. And on just like on the flavor notes. Mm-hmm. I hear you because there's nothing about this that's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. My only complaint is the uh, the thinness of it. Mm-hmm. It would All definitely right. not be a good mixer because there wouldn't be enough. You wouldn't have any. Right. You wouldn't get enough of the whiskey. Uh, yeah. Flavor. You wouldn't get enough bite to to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. That'd be a sidecar that lost a wheel. <laughs> Although it does have some uh, good pepper in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there's a little tiny bit of a pepper yeah. tang on the finish. I agree. Better nose. Yeah, sure. you get a little this bit of caramel on the, kind of nose. Cinnamon on the yeah, nose. I get some yeah. caramel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And a honey kind of thing on Oh, this. yeah. Yes. This is, this is going to sound, this is comfortable. Mm. Good word. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Make me think, you know, top shelf. No, definitely not. But it's definitely drinkable, and like you said, it's it's easy. This taste, this taste to me, another year in a barrel, and mm-hmm. it would be fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think this has the proof that I need to be comfortable drinking. Right. It yep. has a good flavor profile. It has that caramel that we were talking about. It seems to have a good age. I think this is one of my favorite from this. Area. All right, For so sure. gentlemen, take a look at your notes, and then rank these uh, based on the four. What is what is your number one, two, three, and four? We'll uh, go over everybody's ranking, and then we'll find out what these actually were. So, Ian, I'll start with you. Uh, so, oddly enough, I'm just gonna go straight backwards on my mm-hmm. uh, on my list. My favorite was the last one we had, a little cinnamon, a little honey. It was D. Um, so D, and then uh, number two for me is. Um, 
watery with uh, very little flavor, but nothing off-putting. That's C. Right. Uh, basic whiskey with bitter charcoal on the aftertaste. That's B and A, which I put meh and bad aftertaste. So you went <clears throat> D, C, B, A, just right in reverse order. What about you, Alan? Uh, so I, I just had a little flip in there. It's a and D, the exact same. D was my favorite, and A was not. D, but so D was your favorite. I just I just flipped the other two. I I, I liked B just a little more because it was just a little more heat mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that three was horrible, but Robert, um, I think for me it's the same order as uh, it was like D was my first one favorite mm-hmm. uh, because it had my favorite flavor. Well, it has it had a very good flavor profile. <laughs> and yes. it has a proof that I like. Yep. Not necessarily the one that I would go for, but it's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, second one with DC is it was when I tried it was like well, best flavor so far. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the proof that I wanted, but it had the best flavor profile. Then B was the third one. Uh, good hit from proof. It, it that one is the one that I say was very familiar. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of something that I've had. And Before, yeah. Is inc- you know what even. C that also reminds me of something that might be familiar, very familiar to me. It almost, it almost seems like the weeded bourbon yeah. family, but I don't, I don't think it is because it's. So, so you went D C B A. D C B A. Yeah. It's exactly the order that Ian put his in, and interestingly enough, I put mine in the exact same order as Alan. Well, we uh, all hated A, uh, and we all liked yeah, D. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I went D B C A. So let's start with D, um, Terry. What was uh, what was whiskey number D? Because it was the one we all seemed to like the best. Benchmark. I can Benchmark. See yeah. yeah. Benchmark. All right. No so wonder pass why. That and and that good. new series is amazing. Man, I'm gonna tell you what the 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 high proof is absolutely fantastic yeah. in that. Yeah. So uh, what would a bottle of high proof? Uh, the high run proof probably? is like 1899. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They had a whole series of them. I yeah. actually bought two benchmarks I yeah. think in the box. Mm-hmm. So there's they, another benchmark. They have the bottled in bond, top floor, yep. uh, full proof. Yeah. And um, something else. Whiskey C was the one that uh, Alan and I rated uh, third out of the four. Uh, these two uh-huh. guys rated ancient first. Age. I knew it was that was Ancient yeah. Age. That was the one I, that I, I brought. And as you can see, I've, I've consumed a lot of this at home. So <laughs> I made so, a real dent in the bottle. I uh, knew that was also a familiar mm-hmm. uh, taste, and that's that's Buffalo Trace. Yeah, so right, the same mash bill as Buffalo, t- uh, Buffalo Trace, As right? uh, Blanton's. As Blanton's, okay. Yeah, yep. you, you yep. mentioned that that tasted very familiar. All right. What when was whiskey it? B? Uh, I ranked it second. Alan ranked it second. These fighting guys cock. ranked yeah. it third. Uh, fighting cock. Yep. Uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and there is the bottle. So that's Heaven Hill. That's uh, yeah. Will become or could be very similar to Elijah. So it Craig. is Heaven Hill. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a Heaven like Hill. It. All right. And D was the one we all ranked last. JTS Brown sounds like a trucking service. Oh my God. JTS <laughs> Brown. Okay, well there you does sound like a you know, trucking service. I have service. never tried that. Dude, one. Like a, uh, that's one of those like bottles a, when you pick it up, you can just kind of feel that it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. It it looks like what is that company that delivers office supplies? That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. <laughs> right? Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it reminds JTS me of. JTS so. Brown Sun Company. Remember how much that one was again? Oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of ten dollars, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe twelve. Twelve. Okay. All right, so we all... Uh, I think that was one of the cheaper ones, so that was probably right like 9 or 10. So we all ranked Sparks that last of the four, and we all ranked D 
first, which was uh, again the one, yeah, the benchmark. Yep. So, so pretty good, oh. pretty good first round, guys. I that think that crispy love can it. Yeah. noise. Yeah, we love these sound effects here at Smoking a Toast, and we ASMR. we pay we pay prime. Every Dollar time you hear us open effects. a can of beer, we're actually using a can of beer yeah. to make that sound effect. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing that we do. It's here an important thing. We want to make sure that our sound effects are yeah. authentic. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have to drink said beer. Yeah. That is, by the way, incredibly carbonated. And there's some sound effects that go along with that, too. So this is from Lakewood Brewing uh, Company out of Garland, Texas. Uh, as Ian mentioned, their Temptress series is a wonderful, oh, it's so good. wonderful series Love of it. beers. But they're obviously bigger beers. This is something much lighter. It's their Margarita Lager. And I will tell you, most Margarita Lagers that I've had I don't think are that good. Like it's it's something no, they they kind of try yeah, for it's a, a, a very artificial it, yeah. it's artificial lime flavor mm-hmm. that's yeah. so yeah. bad. Yeah. They yeah. use just citric acid yeah. and malic acid and stuff like that. And probably. it smells like fabuloso. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, you're not familiar not with fabuloso, wrong. that is a uh, industrial. Tastes, I've never tasted um, fabuloso, but it, cleaning detergent. Well, if you remember when we did the light beer blind taste test, the Bud Light it lime. Uh, that was the one you kept saying was the only one that had flavor, and I said, "Yeah, but the flavor is like a floor cleaner yeah, or a furniture." This, is, this smells like this. I've never yeah. tasted floor like fabuloso, but it, I think that's I think, what it would taste like. I think you just have. I thought <laughs> I actually thought fabuloso was a wrestler. Uh, am I? Am I, I thought it was a, like a Mexican wrestler this that wears is, one of those. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. it could this be is, the fabuloso and then the last yeah. fabuloso so Rivas. <laughs> This is um, not good. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's, I really is... don't like it. It. I loved the thing is what it, it looks smells, like in the can. It has right? that kind of like citrusy, uh, industrial uh, uh, floor cleaner kind of smell. But when you taste it, it tastes just like it smells. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has an industrial floor cleaner type of taste. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's actually not that often here. On smoking and toasting, that we taste a beer and decide that just unilaterally Unanimously, we right. don't like it. You know, yeah. Yeah. usually so, if if Ian's not crazy about it, I'll, I'll think it's okay, or, or vice versa. Um, it says uh, our classic Mexican style lager is enhanced with agave, orange, lime, and sea salt. Mm-hmm. I, I just you know if if you're a fan of stuff like this, maybe you like it, but I, I it's, it's ooh. yeah, I, I I'm not that. This would be very safe in my fridge. You know, if you're going for a Mexican lager. You gotta go with Scout. Scout is amazing. It is from the uh, one from uh, 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 um, from True Anomaly. From True yeah. Anomaly, thank you. That they make is, good stuff. That all their beers are good. That is the best Mexican lager yeah. I've ever had. It's really, yeah, really wonderful. It's so good. Speaking of Mexican lager, by the way, if the Bud Light boycott continues to impact the sales of Bud Light, there's a prediction that the number one selling beer in America. Will become mm, Modelo. Modelo really? Especial. Yeah. Wow. Think about that while we take a break. And it's still uh, a better beer. It is, <laughs> actually. I'll drink one of those. Yeah. We'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. It is smoking and toasting our show again, all about uh, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We're glad to have you here. So, so I don't know if you guys know this, but the next Avengers movie is going to be called Infinity Cup, Avengers Infinity <laughs> Cup. And uh, what we what we determined during the break, uh, Roberto was the first one to mention this, is that the Infinity Cup, which is where everybody's pouring all their leftover bottom shelf whiskeys, 
that that actually tastes better than any of the individual whiskeys did. <laughs> yep. It's actually not, and Ian poured me some. It's actually not bad. This is not bad. Yeah, um, I don't know what that tells you because I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that would work with any other tasting we've ever done. <laughs> you know? And I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird that it worked with this one, but. Uh, Anyway, it's uh, it is what it is. So Ian's pouring our next beer, which is going to be an interesting one, I think. It's from Dogfish Head Craft Brewery. It's their Mandarin and Mango Crush. While he does that, I want to tell you about some cigars to watch for that are coming out. And this is our all Connecticut edition of uh, cigars to watch for. Musician and cigar maestro Rafael Nadal, who's one of the owners of Aging Room Cigars, is taking a lighter approach to his latest cigar. It's the Cuatro Nicaragua Sonata, and it started shipping this week. Nadal is a musician. He's a violinist and pianist, and he's uh, once again teamed up with... I don't know some guy named AJ Fernandez uh, to Who's create that guy this cigar. Yeah, <laughs> to create this cigar version of a sonata that pays tribute to Nicaragua and its people. Uh, Nodal says that Beethoven's Moonlight and other sonatas from Mozart, Schubert, Chopin, and Rachmaninoff are among his favorites, and that was the inspiration for the sonata uh, cigar. It uh, runs in the neighborhood of thirteen to fourteen dollars, depending on the size of it, and. Aganorsa Leaf is also going lighter and also going Connecticut with their Anniversario line. The Anniversario Connecticut, uh, which will come draped in a light Ecuador Connecticut cover leaf, uh, will debut at the PCA trade show in Las Vegas. It was rolled at uh, the Aganorsa Leaf factory in Nicaragua, and all the tobacco used in the blend other than the wrapper were grown there. Uh, and it, uh, it features a pair of Criollo 98 uh, binder leaves from Esteli, and the fillers are a mix of Corojo from both uh, Jalapa and and, uh, SLE. So all of that caps off with Ashton, La Aroma de Cuba, that which is a cigar series I really, really like. Yeah. They are now releasing a new light Connecticut seed wrapper, wrapper cigar, appropriately called La Aroma de Cuba, Connecticut. And uh, they begin shipping to retailers uh, like today. So, well, they didn't reach far for the name, but uh, I will yeah. tell you that their cigars are pretty damn good. Yeah, they really are. So it seems like there's kind of an explosion of uh, of Connecticut uh, yeah. cigars coming out. And, Alan, as somebody that ran a cigar shop for quite some time, I did. Are, are Connecticut Leaf cigars, do they sell better? Uh, I can't are they the big sellers? I can't or? say better, but there's a resurgence. So. Yeah. For a long time, through the late 90s, through the boom, mm-hmm. and then into the early 2000s, people were all about Connecticut's. And somewhere around 0405, uh, people like Ernesto de Picarillo, mm-hmm. the Fuentes, uh, uh, LFD, everybody jumped on this bandwagon of, of bigger and bolder. Bigger and bolder, yep. And so they started doing that, and they started with just the strongest, most ridiculous the chisel. Remember yeah. the chisel? And then they yeah. were then they were double Lajero, chisel, right, uh, triple right, Lajero, right. and they were just yeah. getting ridiculous. And then it, it hit a point that, where... That LFD triple Lajero oh, it's amazing. Yeah, the, the Camacho uh, uh, oh, yeah. triple Maduro yeah, is, yeah. So good, is fantastic. Yeah. It's double Lajero. I think in that note, my super, my, my super, my favorite one in that category was uh, Rocky Patel Super Lajero, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good cigar. And, and then we haven't even got into like Roma Craft and some of the ones that they're they're blending to do that. And what happened is it hit a peak and that was probably around 2019. And people like Ernesto will tell you it it was too much. Yeah. And so they started Started leveling back off. Right. and it's la- yeah. leveled off. And My- I want to say half the cigars in most humidors now are a Connecticut wrapper or 
a Connecticut binder. It's interesting because to me, I kind of landed in the medium to full range is where mm-hmm. my sort of sweet yeah. spot is. But every now and then I like to have a big full mm-hmm. cigar. And every yeah. now and then it's nice to have something lighter and toastier too. So. But with flavor, the problem right. for, for a while was people were putting out the Connecticut's were like super mild. You super no bland. Yeah. 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 But now they're they're tapering off. One of the best out there is uh, my, the My Father Connecticut. Oh, yeah. It's really Double good. binder. It's got a, a Nicaraguan binder and an Ecuadorian Habano binder with the. So con- good. Yeah. Speaking but, uh, of flavor, and we'll come back to this in the next segment. This is amazing. This, this smells is exploding so good. with flavor. Yeah. This is the this dogfish is... head. Uh, it's the mandarin and mango crush. This and... is a redemption right here. <laughs> yeah. the last... I think, it, yes, right. It redeems uh, the last beer. This is wonderful. We'll talk a little more about it when we come back. It's smoking and toasting, and uh, we still have more bottom shelf bourbon to taste. Ooh, Stand bottom by. shelf bourbon. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toastin'. Our show's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Before we get into the uh, next round of blind uh, bottom-shelf bourbon tasting, we got to talk about this beer. Holy the cow. beer that Man. Ian poured us in the last segment, and we didn't get to talk about it much before the end of the segment. But this dogfish head, Mandarin and Mango Crush, is fantastic. It's amazing. Freaking awesome. We're, we're all just kind of going crazy Part over of the here. 2023 yeah. Off-Centered Art Series. This artist right. is uh, Natalia uh, Balanova. So, Balanova. Yeah, they uh, do this every year at great, Dogfish yeah, Head. The they they get these crazy, uh, uh, crazy art cans, and they do a beer uh, yeah. that matches up with them. And this one, this uh, is, my biggest disappointment about this beer is that it's not going to be like a permanent this, Yeah, this yeah. is Mandarin and Mango Crush. Ale, some of that. ale with Mandarin, Orange, Mango, and other natural flavors. Um comes in at 6%, and it is outrageously good. We like to say the smoking and toasting does directly impact sales, and it will be doing that today because I'll yeah. be picking up more yeah. of this on I'm, the way. I'm Absolutely. going looking for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and I feel like the mango and mandarin combination, the citrus and the mm-hmm. mango, give you a passion fruit uh, taste. 100%. And you know what's interesting about this is it's not the same sort of mango and and citrusy flavor as you get like with a good hazy IPA. It, this is very different. Yeah. It's, it's very, very natural. Yeah. Very it's like uh-huh. supernatural. Right, right. I'm it, sorry. Surreal. Good and IPA in the same sentence. They, yeah, that yeah. doesn't mesh. You know, so it you know. confuses you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand your confusion. But, but one day you too will see the light. It happens to all of us. I, I, I didn't. I, I got what you said. Yeah. Okay. See, it's just Alan. More cowbell. <laughs> More cowbell. I stopped listening in about two it's seconds. Great <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> our guests are Roberto Rivas Villar and uh, our uh, good friend Alan Denny, and uh, we are glad to have you guys both on the show as we do our bottom shelf bourbon tasting. Way down low. Yeah. So we did. We did four in uh, a previous segment. We're going to do four in this segment again. So let's get started. It's already been passed around with bourbon A. Gentlemen, this one smells good. Oh, this one smells nutty. This nose is fantastic. It actually does smell really nice right Mm -hmm. off the bat. Very Mm -hmm. nice right off the bat. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Hmm. It's got quite a bit of flavor. Oh, it tastes good too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. What is this? There's a fruity thing going on in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. dark cherry, dark cherry, yeah. and a little bit of that caramel. Yep. Oh. And it's super, the like for being such a young bourbon, mm-hmm. it has a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lighter in color than uh, quite a few of the other ones. This one is, 
it's not viscous, it's thin, but the flavor is right. Is there. The mouth feels a little it's wanting, fruity. but yeah. I mean, I think, I think that you know, in the under $15 category, we're going to find a few little it caveats. It certainly does strike you as young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's about all that I could say negatively yeah. about no, it, and even nothing, that is not that negative. I would right? totally drink this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, there's a slight young flavor to it, but it's not. I don't think it's detracting I'm at all. Because totally agree. All right, that was a very interesting starting point. We'll see how the rest of them stack up as we move on to Bourbon B. Wow, now Terry's getting chintzy with the whiskey. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, his, the first round he went with he was big, deep pours. So, did, did y'all get him an eyedropper? Is that what's going <laughs> <laughs> on? Oh, <laughs> now my infinity cup is starting to suck. I'd be happy to fill it up for you if you'd like. Yeah. Okay, we right. we pour more pappy than this at the social. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, comparison, actually. Okay, uh, gosh, this is. Uh, not much nose on it. Yeah, oh. not, n- there's not, not a lot of body no, to this the one. The nose mm-hmm. is right away very, very astringent and oh. very acetone like. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the aftertaste is bad, bad, bad. Is this suffering to any degree because it came after the one no, that we just, just had? No, it's just bad. It's just bad. Okay. Hmm. Oh, bad. Yeah. This has a lot of. Burn. I think we all agree this one's not a good whiskey. Bad whiskey. Bad, bad whiskey, bad. Bad. <laughs> All right, let's go with C there, uh, um, uh, Terry. Here we go. All right, he's still he's still boring. So we went through that one pretty quick. It's okay. <laughs> bad. No one, it's, it's no one wanted to ruminate on Y'all that. Y'all didn't one. have much to say there. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here there we go. Nothing no one redeeming. did much ruminating. Passing on that one. around whiskey C. Uh, so it was fairly clear everybody liked A, yeah. nobody liked B. Now it's time for C. Well, Good so nose. this one this one has a far superior nose yeah. than the last one. What was it you said? Uh, oh, this one has Roberto. Like, tastes said, like apple. Uh, oh, you said acetone. Apples. Acetone, acetone was the word. Was. Very but then, acetone. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like nail I, polish. I don't think I'm happy over. with the aftertaste on this one either. I tasted the apple right away. Yes, you can it definitely a, get it. It has a, a that. real pleasant taste right up front, but, but the aftertaste but the is, is kind of lingering. Is this is caramels and apples together but it's almost mm-hmm. like apple flavored i know it's yeah. not but it's almost like there's that like if it was like a crown <laughs> yeah just not that intense because yeah. that shit is horrible yeah so so now uh adam's gonna have to uh do a little edit on you there wow. so i forgot syndication can't yeah uh, yeah radio syndication yeah. he's can't, gonna have to listen to the whole episode anymore. and i i think that that's why actually chris hart has not been on in a long time because when he comes on our show He's dropping F-bombs from, like, the opening uh, music. And, and I don't understand because he doesn't do that on his own show. So mm. let me tell you something you may not know. Did you know that Chris Hart is no longer in the top 4% of all podcasts? Oh, I did not know that. He he started doing, uh, I think, Seasons. And oh, he has not bad. The new job, too. He hasn't yeah. done a whole lot in uh, Chris. Yeah, I'm talking to you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, yeah. he was booking, like, big comedians and all Dude, kinds of stuff. It, he had know, great guests. Yeah, he had uh, uh, William H. Macy and mm-hmm. a bunch of other high-end... Uh, uh, Did he have uh, Steve Buscemi? No, he didn't get Buscemi. Um, he was supposed to. There, there have been a bunch of people I know he was supposed to do, and then like things backed out as yeah. they came in. And yeah, sure. But I don't think he got Buscemi. That would have been great. All right, one more whiskey right, in this next? round. Let's see what we got. Uh, this will be whiskey D, bourbon D, bourbon, bourbon D. 
I think we Burgundy. I have a feeling we're all going to kind of rank these, these very similarly. Yeah. In this in this one. Okay. Let's see. Okay, Unless this one is here. just amazing. This one has less nose. It has a little caramel. Can you get any nose? I don't get much nose. It's actually. a hint of caramel. Yeah, I got a little something. It's um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what the flavor is going to be. Uh, I wish there any, was any flavor. Any, any, I was going to say, anybody? such it's as like there is. Tea. I, I, it literally tastes like iced tea. Yeah. It's very, very subtle. Iced. Nothing. Hmm. Wow. This is. Um, it's relatively inoffensive, but it isn't. Uh, so like, there isn't much going on. So there's a. It, so after you take a sip, take a nice, slow breath in, and you'll find a little bit of flavor. It's almost a chocolatey flavor. I literally no, just taste. All I, I taste is iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've tasted iced tea that was stronger than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I swear, like, like do that, do that thing, then take a little deep breath. The in. Retrohale. Mm. And, and there's a little chocolate in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to look for it. You got to look. Dude, for I tried stuff. to retrohale with this, and I got nothing. The retrohale doesn't have much. There's nothing. All right. So, so gentlemen, I, I almost, I was trying to do a retrohale, and I choked. And then that's when I got a little bit of that dark chocolate. Yeah. But not like chocolate. Don't think as like milk chocolate as. More as like the cacao bean, kind of mm-hmm. just like a cacao nib. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's rank them uh, from one to four. What were your favorites on down to your least? I bet we're all close. I have a feeling we may all be unanimous. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> Ian, we will start with you when you're ready. All right, from uh, favorite to least favorite, the very first one we did, great nose, solid flavor, is what I put down. Um, pretty, pretty good as far as like, Compared to everything else we tried. So A is your number one. Yes. The second one, uh, number two, was the one we just had. It's not much flavor, but again. Not too offensive. Yeah. Not too offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, was, it was pretty close D. with C. C, yeah. Uh, but C had a pretty good flavor right up front, kind of an apple and caramel thing right up front. Uh, but the problem is it's followed by such a bitter, like, aftertaste, terrible aftertaste yeah. that mm-hmm. it kind of kills it. And then uh, I think we know that B... We don't talk about B. Yeah. Yeah. It's unspeakable. It's, it's kind of like Fight Club. The first rule B, of B is you don't talk about B. If you made Whis- me drink B again, yeah. this might be a Whiskey Fight Club. Whiskey B is a little bit like The Godfather Part 3. We yeah. just yeah. try to pretend that yeah. it doesn't exist. Roberto? Uh, so, of course, uh, number one was my A. a yep. Yeah, uh, Great taste, beautiful. Second one for me was uh, C, the, C, the okay, one that had lots of apple and caramel. Yeah, yeah. which uh, I see what Ian says, but for me was not the that was not it was a, not as off putting. Yeah, uh-huh. and three is gonna be number. I mean, letter D, mm-hmm. uh, and of course B's. Like I don't even know how they even have that on the shelves. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unanimously bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alan. Same thing as Roberto. Number okay, so a. you went A. I went one four two three. So one, four, A was two, the best, three. B was the worst, and then uh, C and D. And mine is identical to Ian's. I went, obviously, with A being my favorite, uh, B being my least favorite at number four, and then I had D at two and C at three. So, uh, we so again, we, we, had two, we had two different uh, uh, rankings, but you know, two of us ranked yeah. exactly like Very the similar. other. If, if things could be ranked in a negative scale, I think B would be in the <laughs> negative scale. Is B potentially the worst non-malort Beverage we've had on yeah, uh, certainly we've had eight bottom shelf whiskeys so far and it's the absolute worst of all of them. Yeah, so far. absolutely. I right. can't wait. So to let's are. find out. A was the one that everybody loved. Terry, show us it. Uh, a. I love this yes. name right here. 
Quality House. Quality House. Nothing says quality like Quality House. Doesn't that sound like a bad seafood buffet? Yes. It's awful. So there it is, Quality House. The one with the worst name. Old-style bourbon. That's a great bourbon. And, you know, whenever you go to Poison Girl... Yeah. And during their happy hour, that's what yeah. they have in the well, and yeah. it's amazing. It's really, so really good. It's Never funny because it. I bought that because I, it looked so stupidly yes, cheap. Yes. <laughs> like it looks so well, bad. It is stupidly cheap. Yeah. I love that Roberto knows that this is the well happy hour uh, uh, bourbon at <laughs> Poison Girl. How I know that? Which is which is a bar here in uh, in Houston. I love that you know that. Yeah, this and is, you were this just is like funny right, because right that's, like that. Yeah. That's good enough right there to where I'll probably buy more of that. It's, it's yeah. and how much was it? Like the nine to eight to nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like amazing. It. And it's a Is litter bottle, right? All right? Old Crow. B was the one everybody hated. Oh, Old yes. Crow. I was very interested that everyone yeah. hated. That's that. a Jim Beam product. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It is not good. It is. Is a that Jim a Jim Beam, Beam product? Okay. It's terrible. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it tastes like what an Old Crow leaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Old disgusting. Crow droppings is uh, like, is this probably is, appropriate. This is filtered through the nest of an Old Crow. It's probably guano. For flavor. You know that little <laughs> drop of white on top of Old Crow? Well, yeah. that's Old Crow. They probably use, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Well, it was very interesting that you say that's a Jim Beam product because... Jim Beam was number C. C is Jim sense. Beam. Yeah, Jim Beam straight. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So look at that. Um, Jim Beam Kentucky straight bourbon it's, whiskey. It's funny because I've never liked Jim Beam, and that was my <laughs> well, third it, least favorite. Like, and I had, I had never taken the time to pick up our Jim Beam in a way that I would... Taste apples and caramel in it, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought yeah. to do that. Not looking. It's at crazy. Right. So uh, D, I picked it second. So did E, and you guys picked it third. C B Jackson. C B Jackson. Now I've seen this. Mm. Haven't haven't ever bought a bottle, but I have seen it. And old CB on the cover is an interesting. Hey, at least dude. at least that looks like a decent whiskey. It yeah. does. It, it has like it has a whiskey look to it. It's like uh, two brothers split, and Evan Williams was one of them, and the other one became C.B. Jackson. <laughs> Evan Williams had the better uh, recipe. <laughs> Apparently so. Well, this is fascinating, guys. So uh, out of everything we've had so far, we have been remarkably similar in how yeah. we have uh, have ranked them. And uh, I, I find that really interesting. It'll be interesting to me when we get to the end because we got one more round of four whiskeys. It'll be interesting when we get there and then do our final rankings of our top three favorites from the whole tasting to see how similar those are to uh, to one another. There's usually a little bit of difference. In fact, quite frankly, there's usually a little more difference in our blind taste test uh, than this one's showing so far, but we'll see what happens in the final round. We also have uh, drinking news still ahead of us, and uh, I want to uh, read you some listener email uh, coming up in our next segment at Smoking and Toast. Oh, mercy. Oh. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, I want to read uh, some listener email from the email bag. Oh. But while I do, Ian's going to pour the... Uh, Alan Denny was kind enough to bring an extra beer today. This is an unscheduled beer, but when I saw what it was, I was like, oh, we totally have to squeeze no, man, this Alan into the show. Alan is a stand-up guy. All he we're is, giving is. him is bad to mediocre whiskey, and yes. he brings and awesome he brings, beer. Yeah, because I've had this beer, and it's wonderful. Ingenious and the Bakery are my two yeah. favorite yeah. breweries this by is, far. This is a wonderful... 
wonderful, wonderful beer. So Ian's going to pour that and pass it around. While I want to read you uh, an email that we got in this week. It's way lighter than what I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. You're expecting it to be a really dark I, beer. I was expecting motor it's a, oil. It's a white chocolate uh, beer. You have yours, Terry? Yeah. But the, the white stouts uh, are kind of a popular thing happening. Yeah. Now. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got an email this week. And if you want to email us, by the way, you can send in thoughts or comments or critiques of the show. You can send in uh, mm. questions. If you have questions about cigars or, or spirits or, or, or craft beer or dating advice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, um, no, seriously, the first the first email bag segment, we answered a, uh, a, an email about dating advice. Oh, I advice. missed that show. Yeah, the guy, uh, uh, the guy was worried his girlfriend was uh, a little too materialistic because every time he took her out to eat or for drinks, she always oh, ordered yeah. the most, most expensive thing, thing on the I menu. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And Did y'all we, tell him to ditch her? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. We, in a very nice way, we said, yeah, Get you can do better. Get rid of that. You, you can do better. Uh, but today we have an email from Thalia. And Thalia writes, good morning, Ian and Cruz. Uh, I'm a longtime listener. And by the way, uh, Thalia uh, not only misspelled our name, but she misspelled the name of Christopher Hart and Alan Dinny in this as well, uh, which I love. I love so that that lets me know that this is a totally Thalia, legit, Thalia a totally, is, a, is a phonetic speller. That's a for totally, sure. A totally Thalia. legit email. Anyway, it says good Thalia. morning. Good morning, Ian and Cruz. I'm a longtime listener, but first time to contact y'all. Congratulations on becoming syndicated. Uh, uh, there's a y'all in there. So Texas. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on becoming syndicated. It's so much easier to listen to y'all now. I do miss the live streams on Facebook, though. And we kind of miss that, too. Uh, but it got to the point when we first started doing live streams on Facebook... Facebook was really busy promoting their live streaming, yeah. and so they put it up. They put it out to everybody, right? That was it was on your list. Uh, it got to where they like weren't recommending it to anybody. I and remember it was it without point, without spending that you could spend right, this you could much spend to, money. Yeah, like yeah. when we were in here and we would be, all of us <coughs> yeah. would have our phones. Sure, no one was like. Very few people were even right. coming on to yeah. see it. Exactly. Whereas in the beginning, we had a lot of that. In Everybody, any case, yeah. We miss it, too. Now we have to record the show in advance because uh, of the syndication. But uh, we miss it, too, Thalia. And thank you for saying that. And then she says, I do have one little complaint. Ooh. Since y'all have become so much larger than life... You don't have your whiskey expert and your cigar expert on as much, barely ever. We have a cigar expert? Of course, I'm talking about Christopher Hart and Alan Denny. I swear to you guys, the, the I guys, did not make the this The guys nobody up. cares about? Yeah, exactly. I thought we were the experts. Yeah. Uh, I, she goes on to say, I really liked those guys. I so look forward to the episodes they were on and the running jokes about which of them had been on more often. Well, maybe soon. Hopefully Somebody's been on, listening from way back. Hopefully on 333, and she closes by saying, Cheers, y'all. Thalia. Well, cheers, wow. Thalia. So, cheers, Thalia. 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 And so we're drinking this this wonderful, from the brewery, this white chocolate stout. Oh, let me change to my mm-hmm. This is fantastic. very delicious. This is why we, we oh had gosh. to pour this. We it's had fruity. To taste. It crazy, is fruity. The it's crazy like, part, sorry, is that you said there was no actual white chocolate. It right. does taste like white chocolate. Mm-hmm. It does, but it's not actual white chocolate, so it doesn't have that... After it doesn't have that cocoa white chocolatey, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Bourbon barrel aged wheat wine ale with cacao nibs and vanilla beans coming in at a uh, paltry 
14 percent. oh yeah yeah give me two of those yeah. what's funny is it doesn't like you can tell you're drinking something with some booze in it but it doesn't taste super boozy yeah no it doesn't but no, it, it doesn't. it's it it does taste big not but it doesn't boozy, have that definitely boozy. bougie yeah, the bougie. body's not as big either. Bougie. It's not bougie. It's oh not. It's not boozy. It's bougie. bougie it's yeah. bad and bougie. It's very delicious. Laced the golden waves of this wheat wine ale with subtle sweetness reminiscent of white chocolate notes of coconut, honey, caramel, and vanilla. Huge, huge thumbs up on this Man, one. Thank you, job. Alan. You're welcome. You are You're the bomb, diggity bomb, bomb, gentlemen, yes. and a scholar. And we'll be right back with our final round of tastings. It is uh, smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Today, it's about bottom shelf bourbon. But before we get back to that for our final tasting segment, it's time for the most popular portion of the show. It's a little thing we like to call drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Well, welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to Drinking News. And in today's Drinking News segment, I have a confession to make. Oh. Ooh. You like Mexican pale ales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if they're Dos Equis. Like <laughs> oh, my God, that's the worst beer ever. Hey, no, it's no, not. Hey, that beer is terrible. <laughs> no, no, it's worse. It's worse than, than that. I mean, that it's outstanding in the way that, like, it's um, unbelievably bad. It's outstanding in its field. Yeah, outstanding <laughs> in a field surrounded by cow pies. Uh, no, my, my uh, confession, you guys, and this is real. Uh, the name that you know me by is not actually my real name. In fairness... Wait a minute, wait a minute. How so dare when you? you were born, they didn't just name you Cruz? Correct. Now, I'm in, shocked. In fairness, Cruz Cruiser? In fairness, Cruz is my professional name. Uh, I'm not trying to imply that I'm someone that is professional, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying that it's the name that I use in my profession, therefore uh, it's my professional name. And I've been doing that for decades. But my real name, if you must know, is... Christopher Hart. Clyde Farquhar. What? Clyde Farquhar. Yeah. It's not, really, but I, I like to pretend that it is. <laughs> Early on in my career as a radio host, it was suggested to me that Farquhar in the morning wasn't necessarily the best name for a radio show. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue, you know what I'm saying? So I've often said that the only people who actually use my real name are my mom and any police officer that happens to be <laughs> so, so you always know you're in trouble if you hear exactly. your real name. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll admit, I have been tempted to just use the name Cruz when I've been stopped by the police before. Uh, but seeing as it's not the one that's on my driver's license, my falsehood would be exposed pretty quickly, uh, giving the officer plenty of reason to doubt the truth of anything else I might say, such as, no officer, I have not been drinking. <laughs> so, <clears throat> But here's a little tip for you if you decide to try it. You might want to make sure that the fake name that you give to the authorities doesn't come with problems of its own. Oh, no. That's what happened to a Florida man. Florida man. 
Florida man was pulled over by a sheriff's deputy in Crestview. My ex-wife was from Crestview. Oh. Bad memories of that place. <laughs> um, no, he was pulled over by a, chef, a sheriff's deputy. From Crestview. <laughs> oh, please. Don't remember that. Please don't. Uh, the officer saw the 38-year-old man stopped at State Road 85 and Interstate 10 and noticed that his front windshield had a large crack that extended across the driver's field of vision, which is not legal. So he stopped him. When asked for his identity, Florida man was worried about what might happen to him, so he quickly decided to get clever and give the deputy a fake name. Florida man. Now, if this is something that you think you might want to try, there are a couple of things you should consider. <laughs> First, you should avoid giving celebrity names, right? <laughs> Brad Pitt, Vin Diesel, Carrot Top. They're going to see right through those, right? Uh, and, and I'd stay away from saying your name is George Santos because his tendency to lie is pretty well documented. So you, know, <laughs> you, you don't want to you don't want to put yourself in that in that area, right? Uh, and as I mentioned earlier... Uh, my name is Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Madoff. <laughs> you might want to make sure the fake name isn't even more problematic than your own. <laughs> when Florida Man gave the cop a fake name and birth date, the Ookaloosa County deputy did what officers normally do. He ran a records check on the name. After receiving the information from the dispatcher, the deputy promptly returned to Florida Man's car and arrested him because, turns out, the name that Florida man gave <laughs> had had his driver's license suspended for DUI. Florida man. <laughs> in, the end, in the end, the Florida man came clean and admitted that the name was fake and that he'd given it to the deputy because he wanted to avoid being arrested on an outstanding warrant. Turns out that he, too, had lost his license due to a DUI. <laughs> uh, but that's not all. He was also wanted for aggravated battery. Because Florida. <laughs> the Florida man, whatever his name is, was charged with uh, driving without a license and with obstruction. Reporting live from Ookaloosa County, where I just told the officer my name was Seymour Butts. Let's see how this goes. My name, or at least the one I prefer to use, is Cruz, and that is your drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now's our time for drinking news. The best part of today's drinking news was Roberto saying, I had to take my gator to the vet. <laughs> yes, that, was, yes. that was totally the best part hey, of today's drinking yes. news. Who did y'all use last week? Y'all used the recorded thing. Yeah, who, who, was which it one the, was it? Was it, the, uh, it was either Mary or Rachel. Was it... It sounded like Rachel. I think it was Rachel. I think it was Rachel. Because she, she had was, done a great yeah, one into yeah, the... Yeah, she, yeah. Mary's the one we use most often because there's just something about the way she oh, says yeah. it that's yeah. just perfect. Yeah. But uh, but I think we use Rachel, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have it on an app on my phone, and every now and then I get it confused and I play one that doesn't say I had to take my gator to the vet. It says something else. <laughs> and then the whole segment falls apart. But that's Don't forget to get pads from right. the store. <laughs> right. exactly. it's, it, it's kind of like uh, that implies the segment was ever together to begin with. So, uh, to say it falls He's going to play it so, one time oh, and it's going to go, oh, <laughs> yeah, except it'll be my own voice. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, we have our first uh, bottom shelf bourbon already poured. Uh, this and is the first one that we've this had is, this so is far. Eight. Now, keep in mind, we've had eight, so this is number nine that we've right. tried so far today. Right. This, this is the this is the first one that on the nose I can detect oak. Oh, interesting. Yes, and hay. And you get a little bit of it uh, 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 when you sip it as well. I don't get a nose, but... I haven't got that far yet. Oh. Mm. 
Um, it's a little bit my, rough. My, my taste buds are developing. <laughs> no, I don't want to say something. Yeah, you're syndicating. No, this is this is bad. This is bad. It this is bad. Yeah, like, this is uh, this is a little turpentiny. It almost has um, like it's like if I was drinking something that was sweetened with aspartame. So this is okay. Mm. This is the weirdest thing. Okay, you mean you mean like a, a hard seltzer? <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the weirdest thing. Like we've had so many whiskeys today that. Have like an okay upfront flavor and then have this just awful aftertaste. Mm -hmm. This one has a terrible upfront flavor. Yeah. And a not so bad aftertaste. Oh, the aftertaste cinnamon is, and oak. The aftertaste, uh, the aftertaste is, is great. Yeah. I don't like it. Roberto does not agree. So this is actually this might be the first work? one that <laughs> this wow. might be the first one that we've really disagreed on. I, I don't think it's that bad. I don't either. Uh, this is rough. I don't think it's that bad, but it's mm. No, the upfront flavor on this is rough. All right, this is a. I agree with you. The finish is better than the upfront flavor. Oh, hundred percent. The upfront flavor is not good, but, but maybe the, the finish reason, on it is fantastic. And maybe the reason I don't think it's that bad is because the finish you're left with that a lot longer than you are with the upfront taste. You just gotta fight it going in. You manage to fight it down. So this uh, is okay. Right. So you know, Let's I'm not beat. one for doing shots, right? But this right. may be better with a shot. Right, because you can just throw it back, and then you're stuck with the finish, right? I think uh, I, I would stick <laughs> with the Jim with Beam. It, yes. I think I would stick with the Jim Beam shot. Uh, oh, that Jim Beam. That was the apple and Ooh. caramel tasting yeah. one, right? Is yeah. this one mine? All right, so that was A. Here is whiskey bourbon B. It, it's, mm. it smells like plastic cup. Yeah. I don't get anything. It has an almost non-existent nose. Yep. I get straight cinnamon on the tongue, though. Has an almost non-existent taste too. Yeah. I agree, there's cinnamon there, yeah. oh. but there's not much here. What is this? Well, it's not offensive. I, I was just about to say it's very inoffensive, yeah. and it has, but it's not big on flavor. Has an interesting salinity to it. It's mm -hmm. just that little bit of. It, I'm wrong. It's not cinnamon. It's just that little bit of heat on the tongue. Yeah. So this is the, the frustrating thing about this is we would never say I think I know this is a good whiskey. But the reality is that we might actually be able to um, – this this might wind up being my favorite of this segment just because it doesn't have a lot of the bad qualities exactly. that some yeah, of these it have. Yeah, there's nothing bad you know? about it. That being said, it doesn't have much personality. Agreed. Agreed. Actually, there's nothing bad about it. There's but, nothing wrong. It just it just lacks uh, character, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. not bad. But And I think I know what this is because I'm, I'm familiar It'll with it. It'll be interesting to see. We'll have you guess at There uh, is a slight mineral it. quality to the water and the aftertaste mm -hmm. as well. For sure. Right. It's a limestone. Yep. That's yours. Did, every, did you get one? <laughs> here is, uh, here is Whiskey C. a new one. No, that's I got mine. This is oh, whiskey C. Okay. All right. So whiskey C has a. Oh, um, uh, so he's asked me where. Look up in the uh, in the thing next to the refrigerator. The show. Oh, we out of cups. Yeah, gone? we need more cups for this nest one. Okay, this one's actually solid. Nose wise. By solid, do you mean non liquid? <laughs> it's very no, viscous. Nose wise, uh, nose wise, it doesn't have too much going on. There's a little bit of. Actually, it's pretty good. A little vanilla. It is pretty There's good. A few other things. You, that, but, you can but pull this, some vanilla out of this, yeah. But the but the actual drinking of this, it has more mouthfeel than almost mm -hmm. everything we've had. Yep. So it's not thin and watery. Um, it's got cinnamon. It's got yep. a little vanilla. Yep. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, yep. As bottom shelf whiskey goes, this is pretty acceptable. 
I almost think I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I, I bet too. I know what this is, huh? too. All right, let's go with too. the last one because we are uh, running low on time here. This will be whiskey number two. It G. almost tastes like another Jim Beam product. I think I know what this is. This one. So it'll be interesting to see whether you guys are right on B and C because you both indicated you might you think you might know, know what they are. All right, this is our final one, guys. You got this one? No. Final one, and it is whiskey number D. And we're running short on time in this segment, so let's uh, move quickly on this. Mm, that one's not bad either. Hmm. It's got some, something Ooh. I can't identify in there. There's it some cinnamon. Yeah, I don't know what that those. is. With some I can't identify, is it rhubarb? I know it's not rhubarb, but that was just the worst oh. thing I could think of. You know what? My second sip's not as good. Actually, it's a little hard. Yeah. I'm not crazy about I'm it. I'm torn on this one. Mm-hmm. Oh. It does have flavor. I'll give yeah. it that. I'm torn yeah. because it, like, if you just go in for the nose, mm-hmm. it's like, oh. oh. All four of these are just bleh. bleh. All right. Ian, rank them and read them. All right. Number one is definitely C. C was probably Agreed. the most solid one overall. There's slight mm-hmm. bits of orange in there. There's slight bits of uh, oak vanilla, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the second one, uh, B. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's number two. Um, ooh, uh, the, the, the A. No, I think I got to go D. Even though D is rough, I think that's number three, and then A is number four because A was like that. Um, that the initial on that was really not good. So you went C B D A, correct? Yes. All right, Alan. Same thing. Exactly the same. All right. Exactly the same. All right, Roberto. I was C B D A. C B D A. And I went C B A D. D was my least favorite. Okay. But you guys, all three of you guys were the same, correct? And I was just off by by one. So let's see. um, What do you think? What what do you think think C is? I think C is going to be. Did you say Jim Beam? I, I think a Jim Beam. I think it's going to be old granddad. I think it's going to be okay. old granddad. And Alan, I can see he wrote that down in his. <laughs> I wrote down. Show old us granddad. what C really? was. Oh, you want to know what C was? Yeah, show yeah. us what C was. That was everyone's favorite. Yes, that was old granddad. <laughs> you are correct. Sir. You are correct, sir. Very good. All right. So, uh, all right. Uh, I think B is benchmark. B is benchmark. Let's mm-hmm. see. Didn't we do benchmark already? Ruffle, rebel. Oh, rebel. Rebel. What? All right. So I'm going to show the old granddad just to show this to the camera. Uh, and this was the one everybody liked. There's nothing wrong with old granddad. No, old granddad. Th- Any expression from OGD is the mm-hmm. OG. And then this one was, which one again? This rebel. was uh, Rebel. Was, was B? Which one was B? Oh, that was um, B. Yes. That was B. B. All right. That was B. Um, so A was a lot of people's least favorite. All right, A. Benchmark again. What? The yep. same one? Benchmark. No, that's the no. more basic benchmark. No, that's their, yeah, that's uh, their, yeah. two so different benchmarks. benchmarks. I didn't think benchmark was going to rank that bad. Mm-hmm. Well, the other one got a better uh, rating. And what was... Uh, the other what one was, was called top What floor. was D? No, yeah, but Evan Williams. Evan yeah. Williams. No kidding. Now, D was my least favorite. Uh, I could taste the heat because that one is a little bit hotter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys. So here's what we need to do. I need you to go back through your notes. And in our final segment, I'm going to ask for your top three 
of the day. So I saved my go top back three. through I'm your notes. Try oh, oh, very good. Uh, oh. Actually, my number one so far has been uh, Ian's Infinity Cup. I can tell you that the uh, Infinity uh, Cup not so bad. Uh, right? It really was. Yeah. Let's see how yeah. the Infinity Cup. That's gonna be. That's gonna be my favorite Avengers movie. Avengers Infinity Cup. <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, uh, it's the one where Tony Stark gets the whole. Oh, wow. Tony Stark gets the whole team. Drunk. I don't know what I added to this Infinity Cup, but it is not good. It's now. not good anymore. <laughs> Sometimes uh, something good can can be led wow. down a path. Can get, can uh, go awry. So this has been interesting, though, don't you think? Overall, do you guys feel like these perform better or worse than what you were expecting? Mm. Honestly, I think they're better yeah. uh, in a lot of cases. Yeah. 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 Would you agree? Uh, yeah, and I'm surprised by my Jim Beam's result. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. All right, we will be back to rank them and read them. It's Smoking and Toastin's Blind Taste Test for Bottom Shelf Bourbon. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Ian's pouring a craft beer as we speak. I love that stuff. And it's time for us to give our uh, our wrap-up on the fine spirits. So we've done a 12 different... Um, 12 different bottom shelf bourbons, and now we're going to check and see what everybody thought oh. was the best. Alan, let's start with you. All right, so my uh, my favorite was the benchmark from uh, D from Group A. D from Group A. And then okay. my second favorite was uh, the uh, Fighting Cock from Group A. And then I the... thought nobody liked that one. You liked that one? Yeah, I had it ranked one? as number two in the, oh. in the first. Did you bring that one? Yeah. Yeah, and then my uh, my third favorite was A in the second group. A in the second group. So A in the second group was no. Uh, yeah, oh, it was yes. It was the yes. Yeah, the quality, quality house. Quality house. house. Yeah, okay. quality house. So that was your number three. Your number two was my fighting two cock. Was fighting cock, and my number one was the first benchmark. We did. the first benchmark, <clears throat> benchmark okay. top floor. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Ian, what about you? So uh, I got one from each segment actually. Mm -hmm. So. Um, my number one was the OG, the old granddad. Mm -hmm. Like 100%. We knew immediately. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. of us knew, except for you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know. But, see, I'm not that well-schooled in old granddad. So, um, so number two was uh, the Quality House from segment, uh, mm -hmm. uh, tasting segment two. And then number three was Benchmark Top Floor. Mm. So I think interesting. I think you guys like those, and I also like. I'd like to give a, a, an honorable mention to Old Crow for being the absolute worst today, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. sure. All right, uh, Roberto. Uh, I think I'm going to go. Uh, first one was top floor two, just like Alan. So that's your number one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for OGD number two. Okay. Uh, quality house number three. Okay. And. Surprisingly, I think Jim Bean came up on fourth. You you've been really did, rooting for Jim Bean this whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really yeah it's, it's just I think it's a surprise factor. Uh, it could be it. Mine, my number three uh, was this JTS Brown uh, Kentucky Bourbon from the first uh, segment. Uh, that was my number three. My number two was the uh, I, I can't see the bottle, so I, I can't remember the name. Uh, the first one from Quality segment House. Two. Quality House. House. Thank you. Quality and my House. Number, my number one, and I'm I'm now no longer in the dark about it. Was the old granddad. Yeah. Old granddad, yeah, man. Now, Solid. Wait until so, you try the other expressions. The, the bottled and bond. Oh. Yeah. Bottled and bond. Yeah. Is yeah. Yeah, I've actually had the bottled and bond. I have not had this. Mm. So the one fourteen. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's well, amazing. Old granddad one fourteen is a daily drinker for me. Yeah. That that is right up there with Wild Turkey one hundred and one. There's 
Wild Turkey six bottles at my house yeah. of both of those. <laughs> That's you uh, actually Wild Turkey 101. What would you do? Yeah. Because we're a little bit limited on time, I want to jump right into this final this beer. Is great. This is from Eleven Below uh, Brewing, right here in our hometown of Houston, and uh, they do the Big Mistake Imperial Stout every year. Every year it's a little bit different. This is the 2023. Dude, big I'm going to tell you, this is not far from being a barley wine. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah you're and, right. And in the flavor oh, you're notes right, and everything, it, it, is so, yeah. it, is it is so. It is and so funky. Date. Kind of prune kind of flavors. It's great. This is After being right gainfully employed in Yellow Rose uh, rye and bourbon barrels for about mm-hmm. a year, the eighth vintage of Big Mistake is ready to work. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught sleeping on the job because this bad boy totally shreds. Comes in at 12.4%. Uh, We've had percent. a couple of really big beers today. What, 12.4? Maybe, maybe not the best plan for the, uh, for, this, for the bourbon. This drinks, show. to me, heavier than, than the, the white, white chocolate. chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. The uh, the artwork sticky. on here is they, they always have great artwork uh, on their cans as well. But it's got a guy who's got his uh, necktie stuck in a shredder. Yeah. And on the shredder it says "Caution: Shreds Dreams." <laughs> this cool. is very sticky and delicious. Yeah. It is. I, yeah, I, I love this sticky. kind of beer. I this will drink this going like down a, the river. This is almost like a cinnamon bun sticky. You yeah. know, like yeah. a, like a cinnabon. Yep. You know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And now it's time to try the final iteration. The final. Of, no, I did. You, it was you horrible. Are, you are braver than I. Kind of the sir. Infinity Cup, which mine is yeah. filled to the brim. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cheers. You want to pour some of that beer in it? <laughs> no, <laughs> thank not. you. Give me a cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers the first sir. Beer? Yeah. <laughs> so the two brave souls of the group here are trying the Infinity Cup. Yeah, I did the Infinity Cup. It oh, my good. Infinity Cup is delicious. It's really? Not bad at all. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. You didn't delicious. like yours. Oh no, I took a sip of mine. It's kind of like a compliment, like apples and. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon and it's like all the best flavors are up front. And uh, actually, mine's not bad. It's a very cinnamony <laughs> aftertaste. Yes, mm-hmm. it is very cinnamon. Very uh, cinnamon, yep. but actually pretty good with just a little Honestly, charcoal on the end. The aftertaste is the be- the best aftertaste. I've Honestly, had. I, w- I want to change my numbers. I-, I think my Infinity Cup is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's I- up I there. It may be even better than the old Grand. So, so uh, just uh, I think we got like just a minute left, but um. Just so you know, uh, I bought ten of these bottles mm-hmm. just the other day, and, and for ten bottles of seven fifty mil whiskey, every one of them says Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, one hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> and look how much ten you have bottles. to add to your bar now. Yeah, yep. here's something people Con- forget: just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, that's especially, true. That's true. Absolutely. Especially if it's Kentucky Straight Bourbon. 100%. Please turn in your receipts to RFC Media. Yeah, yeah. thank Some you guys. Stuff is bad. <laughs> thank you guys for being a part of the show today. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back again with you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And uh, as we like to say. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, Cheers, y'all. See y'all in two weeks. Guys, that was a great time.